Show, Rock 106.9. And welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, where we will continue Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. Here's how it works. Ten after each hour, we give you a keyword, you text it in, and you win yourself $1,000. Pretty simple. Your first keyword just minutes away now. Joined every morning. By the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. Buddy, how are you? Uh, a little sleepy, not going to lie. Late night last night. All right, so my sleep schedule is a, uh, a little off, too, but for different reasons than yours. I'm sure you stayed up and watched the entire Cavaliers game. Indeed, I did. I, have, um, I normally try to do 8 to 4. 8 o'clock at night till 4 o'clock in the morning. If I can do that or if I can do like 9 to 4, I'm normally all right. But somewhere along the line, I fell into this 7 to 3 thing. And so I've been getting up at 3 the last couple of days, and actually this morning I got up at 3, and then I fell back asleep, didn't get back up till about 4.45, which is late for me, and then I was like, oh God, now I'm like rushing around trying to figure everything out, and it's because, yeah, I did try to stay up a little later for the Cavs game last night, but I couldn't make it. I made it through until uh, about middle of the third quarter, and I was like, all right, it's, it's got to be lights out. I was in bed, and I just I went to sleep, but they did win 116-105 to against Toronto. They're taking game one. It's pretty good. Yeah, it it was a um, it was a statement game. There's no question about it. Cavs looked like they were playing championship basketball last night. The way they were moving it, the way that they were like aggressively uh, pushing the ball down the court. There was a lot of things to feel positive about. And obviously, I mean, they swept the Indiana Pacers, so it's not like you're looking back on that like, boy, that was a tough series. But I think the Cavs have kind of taken that next step where you know they they they've grown from that last series to the first. And obviously, Russ was not an issue at all last night. No, not so much. I'll tell you what, my favorite part of the game, and again, I didn't see the whole thing. I feel, like I said, I fell asleep in the third quarter, but uh, that dunk by Shump in the first quarter. Yeah, rim rocker for sure. Yeah, was something else. I mean, and it kind of made me realize, you know what? I wish he, and now he probably doesn't play defense as well to do it, but he kind of needs to be our Draymond, right? Like, that's a perfect role for Shump. Like, emotional leader, physical, like, that guy, like, you know, I, I just, I feel like the Draymond Green role would fit Amon Shumpert well. Well, I feel like the Cavaliers have obviously kind of, you know, obviously changed their bench a lot recently, and you look for a spark off of the bench, you look for somebody who's going to be able to kind of bring that intensity, and if it's him, God bless him, dude, I'm glad somebody's out there doing it, you know what I mean? Like, those guys, obviously, the big three kind of need to be able to take a break off of, off of, off of the court. And yeah, that's why they got Williams and Corver. That's right, why they did it. Right, and 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 you you could just see it last night that the team is ready for the long run. The team's ready for like this upcoming championship run. So fingers crossed, and uh, and hopefully everything continues to go forward the way that it's going. I hope so. I uh, I maintain and not maintain. I don't think they'll win the championship this year. I'm still rooting for it, and I'm not going to be the you didn't win it. You're a bunch of bums. Like that's I'm not that guy. But I think I think the Golden State Warriors are going to prove to be a tougher um, bout this year than they were last year. And I don't I don't know. I just haven't seen the same team out of the Cavs. They don't feel like that right now. But again, we got two more series before we even get there. Who knows? Uh, you know what I mean? Things change. Injuries happen. You know the opinion can change. As I sit right now, I think. They make the finals. Not probably goes six, seven games with Golden State, but ultimately, I do think Golden State wins that series. Now, like I said, it, a million things can happen between now and then. Injuries, all kind of stuff, and the opinion can change. But I, they did look good last night, 
And uh, that lob, was it from Kyrie to LeBron early in the first quarter, too, was pretty awesome, too. Almost. I mean, that's a hell of a play by LeBron because he had to, like, kind of come back for that ball and then, like, slam it. Oh, you could see him. You could see him call for it. And you knew as soon as, like, as soon as he points his finger up, you knew something spectacular was about to happen. Um, You know, LeBron, obviously, a, 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 a physical specimen. There's no question about it. But, like, you could tell last night, like, the guy was legit having fun. Like, it was a fun game for him. Like, you could tell he was enjoying himself out there. So, I put a bunch of highlights up, WRQK.com. Oh, nice. Um, included in those highlights, uh, there's two separate questions, one to LeBron, one to Ty Lue, um, from Scott from Waiting for Next Year in the post-game press conference. Really? So, yeah, he was, uh, you know, our buddy Scott making some noise on the Oh, on the yeah, scene. I want to watch that. So, yeah, so WRQK.com. I want to watch that. We do have some news on the Browns. We'll get into that around 7 o'clock. There's some, uh, Vegas has set some numbers. All right. And uh, it's going to be depressing. And uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to take the under. But Vegas put some numbers out. We'll, we'll tell you what the Browns over under in Vegas is at 7 o'clock. We'll do that. We are giving away $1,000 every hour, 10 after the hour. Today shall be no different. Oh, listen to this. Coming up at 9 o'clock yeah. is New Tour Tuesday. So you're getting new Khaled, Bieber, Chance the Rapper, and Lil Wayne all got together for a song. New John Party, new Chevelle. And also then joining us in studio will be Megan Ditton from Live Nation. She's going to get you hooked up with all kind of information on some cheap shows and like cheaper tickets for shows all summer long with Live Nation. So we'll talk to Megan Ditton around 9.05 this morning in the middle of New Tour Tuesday. Aside from that, let's get you hooked up with your first chance at this $1,000 right now. It's very show. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Oh, you know what we're allowed to tell people about now? What is that? We weren't allowed to tell people until this morning. Oh, yeah. But Megadeth coming to town July 3rd, Jacob's Pavilion at Nautica. So we'll get you hooked up with those tickets, 7.30. Megadeth tickets up for grabs. I'm excited about that. I want to go to that. That's a beat the box office. Yeah, those tickets don't go on sale until Friday. A little window before you can buy them right yeah. there. You'll have to touch the touch shows. You will have to touch the touch shows, baby, on a two for Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it is a two for Tuesday. You know what? Maybe we'll pull Train of Consequences out and run that. Mm-hmm. That one's pretty good. Train of Consequences was pretty good. Trust was pretty good. Peace Cells was pretty good. Yeah, Megadeth. They're not the worst. I like that band a lot, actually. Yeah. It's hard not to. Good one. Yeah, I want to go see that. I did a uh, a coffee break concert with them years ago for another radio station, and honestly, Dave was actually very cool. He was totally cool about the whole thing. Showed up, shook everybody's hand, played, did the whole thing. It was nice. He's a good dude. Intelligent guy, too. Everybody gives him crap because he cried in that Metallica movie, but it's like, dude, if you got kicked out of like the greatest band ever and then saw your blood and sweat and tears go on to like a 40-year career and everywhere you go, people boo you because you're not Metallica, you'd end up crying, too. Yeah, at the end of the day, don't get me wrong, Megadeth stands on their own. They're they do, a but it's not Metallica. But they're not Metallica, right. and, and that has to be super frustrating for a musician. Yeah, especially when he wrote some of the best parts of the catalog. You know what I mean? That would yes, that would be a hard pill to swallow. I mean, imagine getting kicked out of Metallica because you drank too much. They were called Alcoholica. Jeez. You know what I mean? They were called Alcoholica, and he got kicked out for drinking too much. That's amazing. But we will have Megadeth tickets seven thirty. You'll have them. Also seven ten. You get yourself a thousand dollars. I finally saw this photo of LeBron James 
grabbing the beer yeah. from the crowd. Yeah. And I had no idea. Dude, it's a Great Lakes Dortmunder he picks up. Yeah. I mean, dude, if you're Great Lakes, you have to love that photo being passed around the internet today. Yeah. You have to love that. LeBron was kind of getting, you know, he was heading into the crowd and kind of pulled himself back. And as uh, as he was doing that, there was like an usher walking by with a tray full of drinks and just grabbed that Dortmunder. It was... You know, he pretended to drink it. I was going to say that would be a huge fine by the NBA, right? Yes, of course. If you took a sip of alcohol I, I while would playing, assume, I would assume that would be a serious problem. And like, dude, I mean, I don't know. You, you probably don't want to. Uh, what do I want to say? Your body's, you know, LeBron obviously puts a lot of uh, care into his body. He does. And taking a swig of, of Dortmunder Great Lakes, uh, probably not the best thing to do in the middle of a basketball game. No. You know what I'm Off saying? Off night today, <laughs> like, you want to sure. do it? Do it. Sure, do it. Do it. Do it all you want. I mean, but. they showed him he was drinking beer at the Indians game last year during that run. So obviously, I mean, he's not opposed to having a beer. But yeah, in the middle of the game, probably the wrong idea. Yeah, probably probably the wrong call. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Actually, beer is what we're going to talk about here in a minute. Okay. Uh, because the, the, a new scientific study coming out of Britain has some interesting uh, insight into what beer can help you do. All right. But before we get there, I need to address something that's happened. Okay. And this has happened since I left the office yesterday and um, before I got here this morning. And I found something in my mailbox here at the building. And it was just one of these like yellow envelopes and addressed to WRQK.com, attention Stansberry. Obviously, all the other information, you know, 7755 Freedom Avenue, all filled out properly because it made it here. Okay. 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 But there's no return address on it. And so when I saw this in my mailbox, I was like, oh, okay, somebody submitted local music for New Tour Tuesday, because that happens a lot. Sometimes people will mail it to the radio station, right, right. and you can totally do that, right? And so I was like, oh, okay, that must be what it is. And then I opened it, and there's no CD in here. There's no letter in here. And so I was like, okay, well, it's not that. And now I'm worried, and occasionally this will happen to people with public eye jobs. I'm worried I may have a stalker on my hand. Yeah. Yeah, and this possibly. has happened before. Like, I actually had to file, I, 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 like, I attempted to file a restraining order on a listener once before. Like, she had just started to come to too many things and made the, a couple of things awkward. Police had to be involved. Occasionally, it, it'll go there. Yeah, obviously, dude. Come Rarely. To, come, come to all the things you want to come to, but, like, there's a line. You know what I mean? Like, there's a, a, a line that you shouldn't cross, and obviously, if, if you felt uncomfortable, then, you know, obviously, that woman took things a little too far. Yeah, she did. It, it, it got weird, actually. I had to have a bar manager friend, like, kind of, like, witness the thing, and he was like, yeah, man. He's like, I saw that go down. He's totally right. This was really weird. That shouldn't be the thing. So I think this may be happening again, maybe, and maybe I'm overreacting. I don't know. And that's why I want to examine it as a class, because I open the envelope, and in it is only one thing. Anthrax. No, jeez. Well, what are they sending you, jeez, dude? What are you, what are you, what are you about to, about to die? God, I hope not. I hope I it's hope not anthrax. Dude, you would die. I opened it in here. Like, I, you would die, too. It is a three-pack of Little Tree air fresheners for the car. It's a three-pack, Caribbean Colada, and it just says on like the post-it that's put on it, congrats on the new car. Now, I talk about how I bought a new car all the time on the yeah, program. I yeah, work it into yeah, the content, yeah. and again, I work my client into it, Wake Auto, and that's kind of why I do that. And so people obviously know I bought a new car, and that's totally fine. Again, I talk about my life pretty openly, but 
the no return address on this. And like, I don't have like an inside joke with anybody I know about Caribbean colada or like air freshener things. So like, I was like, all right, well, it's not one of those. And if it was that, somebody would have put like the, you know, return address on it. But there's not even like a letter inside here saying, hey, I listen every day. Congratulations on the car. Thanks for, you know, entertaining us or whatever, like normally comes with stuff like this. It's just the air fresheners and nothing else. Now, I'm a paranoid person. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, don't get me wrong, if, if, if this could have went the, the, the wrong way, but this doesn't seem like anything malicious or anything like... That's how it starts. Yeah. It is how yeah, it starts. Yeah, true. It's yeah. how it starts. And nobody ever starts with like, hey, I cut your cat's head off. But It's always this first. Not necessarily how it always ends either. I mean, this very well could be like, oh, dude, Stansberry, he got a new car. It seems like his life's turned around. I really like that guy. You know what, man? I hope it smells good in there. Maybe this was like a, maybe this was like a, I want your car to smell good because don't want you to get, you know, pulled over for anything or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think this is necessarily somebody, somebody ready to slit your throat and do weird things with it. I'm telling you, I think somebody's going to wear my skin. Right. I think, dude, Full honestly, suit. dude, my, no, my stomach is going to be a, like a lampshade in their house. Um, yes, it could happen. I, I guess I guess at the I end mean, of the day, it could happen. Dude, you're the guy that won't eat cookies from listeners. Oh, well, because, yeah, but that's, I, I mean, that's, that's, that's like you get food sense, I'm putting in my body. Like, I've seen him turn down sealed food. Uh, you never know what people. You never know what people are going to do in that situation. You're not eating that. You know what I'm saying? You're not. No, you're I'm not just eat- breathing it in well, uh, by air vent of my car. Well, I would probably not put them in there. Truth be told, <laughs> if you're asking me, like, are you saying, hey, Fantone, no, should I put these in my car? I'm going to say no. I'm going to be like, oh no, dude, probably just go buy your own air fresheners. So. Yeah, I don't think I'm about that life. I yeah, don't think I'm doing it. Yeah, I, I, if if you're asking me, no, I would not use them. Um, but I don't necessarily think that this person wants to cut your head off. I do. I th- I think this is a we want to cut Stansbury's head off situation. I really do. Now I'm always gonna think that you could send me a million dollars and be like, dude, they're gonna secretly they're gonna they want to cut my head off. I don't know. I uh, it makes me very it, when people don't put like a return address on things or like sign those things or stand next yeah. to what they've done. I worry about what your motives are. A little strange there. I don't know why you just wouldn't. You know, hey, it's Steve from you know. Carrollton and I just love the show and I just want you to have a good smelling car. It would it would be a lot less, you know, a head scratcher there. John says, quit being a pussy and just enjoy the free stuff. <laughs> All right. I mean, there, there's probably an argument for that. Uh, <laughs> Tyler says, nothing says I want to wear your skin like vacation themed air fresheners. I feel like Tyler's making fun of me and telling me I'm making too much out but, of it. I mean, dude, remember in seven, there was that body that was just laying there for like five years yeah, and, he and had all, all the those trees. air fresheners. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's some sort of weird sign, dude. Yeah, maybe I turn into a David Fincher movie. Maybe that's maybe what's happening. It's a possibility. All Anything's right. possible. We got good news about beer. What is the news? And apparently, beer may be a better painkiller than anything you can find in the drugstore. Researchers in the UK say they discovered strong evidence, Fantone, that alcohol is an effective painkiller. They concluded the more people drank, the less pain they feel. Duh. And they say it can be compared, it can be compared to opioid drugs such as codeine, and the effect is more powerful than generic Tylenol. That's the author of the study in the Journal of Pain. The study compared 18 different controlled experiments that involved just over 400 people. They found that a blood alcohol content of 0.08, legal limit, about three or four regular drinks can reduce pain up to 25%. They say it also increased pain tolerance a little as well. And this is why they say, this is why a lot of people with chronic pain self-medicate with alcohol. 
And uh, they say now don't turn every day until Oktoberfest. They say, you know, long-term alcohol use still has more negative effects on the body than positive. But some uh, some small sample size pain there. They say drink a few beers and you'll probably be just fine. I saw this pass around all day yesterday, and this is what people do. This is like the if you stay up late, you're you're secretly a brainiac. It's like no, no, not really. If I eat dark chocolate, that's good for my heart. That's not what's making me fat. It's good for my heart. That's what the doctor says. I read it on the internet. I mean, they covered it. They covered blueberries with dark chocolate. How bad could it be? It's healthy, actually. Um, it, obviously, you can't necessarily be surprised by this. It's been a long, you know, a, a long running joke, or at least a long running wives' tale of like, yeah, take a shot of whiskey. And, 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 you know, numb the pain a little bit. Um, I'm glad that they decided to put in there, though, that you should not do this on a regular basis, because honestly, like there are plenty of people out there right now who are like, yeah, you know what? This totally justifies what I'm doing. And you know what? At least I'm not a pill head. And it's like, no, but you are an alcoholic. <laughs> so, so, so that's not good either. Yeah. No, you can't. I mean, honestly, dude, if you're in pain, seek, you know, uh, uh, seek a physician's help with yeah, that. Yeah. Don't just crack open a bush light and get through it. But, I mean, we've known alcohol has been a painkiller forever. People put alcohol on their kids' gums when they're, right. when they're teething and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, we know alcohol will numb pain. Nobody should be shocked by that. I'm always surprised light beer would do it. I mean, so if, if, if well, you know, get drunk is drunk. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, however you got there, you got there. It's a numbing feeling. And, you know, it, I think it's just numbing of everything. It's, it, it's numbing of feelings. It's numbing of pain. It's just you're less concerned with how you feel, I guess. And, and, and honestly, I guess that's the blessing and the curse of alcohol, right? Like, well, dude, there is it doesn't no curse. Ma- well, <laughs> doesn't matter. I'll just drink her away. And it's like, you feel like that's a good idea. You feel like your heart's going to be better on the other end of that. But then you wake up tomorrow. She's still not in your bed. And you read the drunk text and you're like, oh, what did I do? What did I do? Why did I do this? Yeah. Honestly, man, the regret that comes with drinking. Yeah. I've often said, like, look, I still drink. I will still come this weekend. I'm going to drink. Right. For sure. I will. But the regret that comes with alcohol versus what comes with marijuana can't even be, I mean, it can't even be measured. Yeah, it can't be compared. I, I, honestly, you know, marijuana, it's like, where are my car keys? But like, when you drink too much beer, it's like you end up, and again, the drunk texting and the conversations you have, and people always say, you know, the truth comes out when you're drinking, and I don't know if that's true or not, but you end up telling people things you shouldn't tell them, all kind of stuff. I don't know. See, this is what's dangerous about internet articles, is that, again, nobody read this. No. They just shared it. Yeah. And it was like, we drank beer, man. We're good at killing pain. It's like, yeah, are you really? Probably not so much. I mean, let's be honest. I've killed enough emotional pain with drugs and alcohol. I guess I really shouldn't knock any of you. We have the most Florida-file story of all time. That's coming up for you next on The Stansbury Show. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. 9.05 this morning, we'll talk to Megan Ditton from Live Nation. She'll get you hooked up with all the information, all the cool summer shows coming. Out there at Blossom. Be good to talk to her. Another show that we made you aware about coming is Megadeth, July 3rd. Jacob's Pavilion there. And I just found out Meshuggah uh, is coming part of that too. If you like metal and that kind of stuff, that's a good show. Megadeth and Meshuggah together. I like it. It's July 3rd. I wonder what my 4th of July... I mean, obviously, I have no idea what my 4th of July plans are. But if I'm in town, I'm going to that. There's a part of me that's like, dude, what are you worried about 4th of July for? It's so far away. But no. No, it's not, dude. It's not that far away at all. Not at all. Not at all. 
Also not far away is New Tour Tuesday coming up at 9 o'clock. You get New Khaled, Bieber, Chance the Rapper, and Lil Wayne all together. Jeez. New John Party and New Chevelle part of that. I love Chevelle normally. I'm very interested to hear that track. Those are three separate songs, right? Yes, okay. Yes, I yeah. thought you were saying Chevelle, Chance the Rapper, Justin Bieber, John Party. Thought they were all together. Dude, Chance confused. the Rapper, John Party, and Chevelle would be a good track. Might be. I doubt it. Stansberry Mega Mix right there. I like it. I like it. Somebody get them on the phone. Get them on the horn. Let's do it. Dude, whatever. You got the money. I'm sure they'll do it. They don't care. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. So we were talking the other day about the pitfalls that come with online dating. Yeah. And like plenty of fish and Tinder and like all these new age like dating apps that are just like everybody like out to like swap herpes with one another. <laughs> well, the good thing is, is there's only one kind of herpes. And once you have it, it's yours to give to anyone. Um, but yeah, I think that actually played this morning in Best Of. I was sitting here listening to you. Is that right? You listen to you rally against plenty of fish and Tinder. I just have never had the luck on it. Right. I uh, I do better in in human form when I can when we can have a conversation. Um, I don't like the uh, yeah I don't like that stuff. I, I I don't like I don't like the idea of telling my future children that's how I met your mother is she was so hot I swiped right like it just doesn't sound good to me like none of that and now look I'm not knocking you. All right, people got to get together how they get together. Yeah, I think a lot of people are probably feel the exact opposite, where it's like, ah, dude, real life, it's not exactly my best first impression, where it's like, at least with online, I got a little bit of a buffer zone, and by the time that we actually meet each other, we have a little bit of, like, built-in, you know, comfortableness with each other. My friends always tell me, like, you need to get off that stuff, and you need to move over to, like, a match, where they actually, like, where it's like this, you know, algorithm that matches your personality with somebody else's. Yeah, and I I think there's also a little bit of when you stick to the free ones, you're probably gonna get the the uh, trash. Yeah, I would probably say right. like the, the 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 least quality contestant there. So maybe get what you pay for. Yeah, maybe stepping it up a little bit would step up the results. I saw a commercial for Match the other day where the guy like you know where he asks you all the time, you know, well how have you ever used Match? No, have you met anybody in real life? Then maybe Match is for you. And they have like this new feature apparently. Yeah. Which shows you people you would match with and where they are and where like their hat and where they go that are association to places that you like. So like he was showing like you know these people in the commercial on his phone. Here, there's somebody that you matched with, and this is where they have brunch. And the girl goes, "Oh my god, that's my favorite place to have brunch. brunch Maybe show. we're meant to bang." And like that's like the new thing. And it's like, dude, quit telling everybody where the hell I am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, how long is it until somebody gets their head chopped off right. like that? We're just circling in the drain of, of, of a decapitated body right That's there. That's what you're matching is victims to, to, to homicidal maniacs. That's what you're matching. The thing I would be concerned about with you walking into one of those, either a match or a, a eHarmony or one of those where it it's a little bit more bad. where it's a little bit more serious is that like you at that point, you're going to be dealing with women who want something more serious. At least with like Tinder and Plenty of Fish, it's like, yo, we are here to bang. Like See, That's what it is. That's my problem with those things. Things, is that that's not what they say like every profile I, re- I re- that's why I deleted tinder is because every profile was the same if you're looking to hook up swipe left 
Bitch, that's what Tinder is for. Take your punk ass to Craigslist or wherever the hell else. Get off of Tinder. Craigslist is for even dirtier. Yeah, I don't know what I was talking about there. (laughs) E-Harmony is the way to go there. Take your ass to Christian Mingles. We're looking for whores. That's what Tinder's for. Whores. It's not for like, and then we got together and happily ever after. That's not what Tinder's for. Now, I'm sure there have been, you know, love love found on Tinder, but that's not what at its core it's for. No. So I, I, I think, you know, if you did go to a to a, a match.com, it would be I don't know. I feel like you probably run into not the same problems, but equal problems there because then it would be like, oh my God, this chick's 38 and she has three kids and she's already trying to move into my apartment. And you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what you're going to run into well, there. 38, three kids, let's move into your house. What are we doing <laughs> cramming everybody into a one bedroom apartment for? You probably took your ex husband for everything he's got. Everything he had is now yours. Right. Let's live there. Right. Now you mix Florida and the like these dating apps together, you're gonna get hilarity. Okay. And honestly, this one's not so funny, it's more scary. All right. Okay? But this should warn people, like, be careful about what you do here. Coming out of Ocala, Florida, a young woman said she met a met a man on Plenty of Fish. And she had sex with Kareem Mutcherson, twenty-three. It was around one o'clock in the morning. Obviously, that's when people, you know, get together, take their clothes off. That always makes me scratch my head. Like, why is it just before bed? That's when we're gonna go bang it out. Like, to me, I'm like, dude, no, let's do it when we're both awake and like, like functioning and like, no, it's like, oh, dude, let me rub the sleep out of my eye. Hold on, I gotta take my pajama. Like, I don't know, just just bang it out in the daytime, people. I like morning sex and I like late night sex. But like the middle of the afternoon, oh, love it. I'm not against it. I will do it, but it's probably not the first thing I'm going to think of. Well, afternoon delight right there. Nah. So good. So good. They wrote a song about it. I like uh, honestly when you're both dead asleep, but you kind of like halfway wake up, and next thing you know, you're like, "What? Are we banging? Like I didn't even what? know this. Like I, re- I really like. I like that one a lot. I, uh, I'm big into that one. But the reason why I bring this up is because this guy hooked up with this woman, and yeah. he didn't want anything to do with her. Okay. Nothing. It right. Happens. He just wanted to have sex with her. That happens. And that happens. But what happened later is he came back later in the night with a gun, with a bandana around his face, came to like walked through the door, held him all at gunpoint, stole the PlayStation, stole the Wii, and then said, get, get up, and then forced her into the other room, made her unplug the Xbox, and <laughs> out, stole what? all three of her video game systems. All three. That's why he had sex with her. And this is what's going to happen. And I'm, this is why I wanted to talk about this with people is, ladies, I'm telling you right now, guys are, well, honestly, scumbags. And so a lot of them are going to come in there, have sex with your desperate ass, take a look around your house and go, oh, that's worth money. That's worth money. That's worth money. And dude, they're going to scope you out and they're going to clean you out for everything you got. And now, number one, obviously, this can happen to guys just as easily. Oh, sure. Yeah. Maybe not easy. You know, maybe even easier is that is that dudes are once they're laid, once they're, you know, in that mindset of having sex, they have nothing else on the mind. And, and I, you know, I honestly, I, I, I've been concerned before of like, dude, is this shit? I don't even know this chick. Is this chick going to steal something from me? I better not fall asleep right now. And I, Yeah, that's but, happened. But the thing with that is, is that like, I don't even think that was like a chick from a online site. That no, was, that was like, like a bar. That was, was like a chick from Buzzbin. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a chick that I just brought home with me. Also cannot all be all that much trusted. Yeah. Well, I mean, but like that's yeah. the thing is it, this, I, I feel like this has less to do with the avenue that you found the person and more to do with the fact that people are crappy and they'll steal stuff from you. I Here's what I would tell people. Now, this didn't happen in this particular story, but if you're meeting people online and you're having sex with them, don't let anybody tie you up until you've had sex with them like 10 times. 
You know what I mean? Because the, the, that, then you're like just now victimized. Yes. Now you're just tied to your bed and you can't stop them from like stealing everything you have. Like Costanza with that chick off the subway right there, just lying there and handcuffed to a bed. Naked. Nothing, nothing he could possibly do. Yeah, a 68 year old man tried to intervene and he got ended up getting pistol whipped. Kareem Mutcherson pistol whipped him and uh, he was able to escape with all three video game systems. Like, all right. <sighs> I haven't seen this woman. It's Florida, so you never know. But this is what they had in their house that was worth money? Well, I mean... Although you could sell them on the street easy. And that's easily easily sellable and easily stealable. Something that you can just grab Grab and leave. Yeah, one bag. You could put all three game systems in them. They're 100 bucks on the street, probably. And let's think about, like... So it's an easy 300 bucks he got. I mean, the average average American, like, what do you really have of value in your home? Like, what do you have that's, like, like genuinely worth something? I don't think most people have, like, fine jewelry. I don't... I think that, I think that, like... Is out the window. People don't buy like they used to when it comes to that. So what are you stealing? You don't have cash. People don't have cash just laying around. What would be worth money in my apartment? Nothing, dude. I did. I mean, my TV was five hundred dollars. I did like. uh, I I recently changed insurance companies, and they were like, "All right, with your renter's insurance, let's go over what you have in your house and what it's all worth." And I'm sitting there going over that list, and I'm just like, "Son of a bitch, dude! What have I done with my life? Nothing. Like, I have nothing of value. I've acquired nothing. Like nothing of value. Yeah. Like you light the whole thing on fire, and what am I out? This nothing? is why. This is why I'm always telling people, you know, that whole lie: give up all your possessions, and you'll be happier. I have no possessions. <laughs> I'm not happy at all. I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm miserable. I want more possessions. Send me some stuff. I need the things. Send him some air fresheners, dude. Don't, he does need some things. Don't do it. Actually, you know what? Twitter's telling me I'm right. Kelly says, is the, does the writing on that envelope look like a girl or a guy's? She says, I call weirdo. Elizabeth oh. says, it's kind of funny, but all joking aside, follow your gut on the air freshener thing. Stay away from the weirdos. I'm down. Yes, yes. I, I will say yeah. right now that a yeah. man or woman, I don't know who it was, but they were a weirdo. <laughs> like, there's no question about it. Vegas has set the over under for Cleveland sports. We'll tell you what it is and tell you how you should bet next on the Stansberry Show. And your mother. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069. You're minutes away now from getting hooked up with your next keyword for Rock 1069's Workday Double Pay. You can be a thousand dollars richer just by texting in the keyword. We'll give it to you at 710. Also, 730, you're getting hooked up with Megadeth tickets as they play Jacob's Pavilion July 3rd, bringing Mashuga with them. That's going to be a good one. That's a good show. Yeah, I like Mashuga a lot. That's going to be a good one. Megadeth, not my favorite of the uh, of that era, like but the, still, they're damn good, dude. I, damn good. I can't call them my favorite either, but they're so good. Yeah. Train of Consequences is so damn good. Trust, Symphony of Destruction. God, dude, they're just good song after good song after good song. Peace Cells was great. Good song after good song after good song. That'll be a good show. So if you listen to the show a lot, you know... I'm a little bit of a gambler. I like to bet. I like to bet sports. I like to pretty much bet anything I can get my hands on. Sports are the gambling that makes sense to me. Like when it comes to a, like a table game, you're 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 there and enjoying it for like what half an hour, forty five minutes before you're broke. At least with sports, you get two three hours out of a game. You're watching it, you care about it. If you're doing like fantasy sports, you've got an entire season's worth. Right. So it just makes more sense than playing poker to me. I'm a um. I'm a sports book person. My brother lives in Las Vegas. And so, like, uh, you know, 
during the football season, if I'm out there, we'll go and sit in the sports book all day on Sunday, watch every single game, and bet them all. And you just, you know, you don't got to bet a lot of money. You bet a little money here and there. Right. And, you know, you make some money. Keep things interesting. And if you watch enough football, you can bet sports. And I don't want to say you can make a career out of it because, you know, those, those casinos in Vegas aren't built on people who win. They're no. built on people who lose. You know what I mean? And so. But I've got the system. I'm going to be the one who does it. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. But okay. I believe Vegas has put out a bet yesterday that's foolproof. All right. I do. All right. Vegas set the over-under. Now, if you don't know what the over-under is, they give you a number. All right? So if the number's eight or nine, let's say, let's say the number's nine. They say the Dallas Cowboys are going to win nine games. If you bet the under, it has to be nine or under. Or if you bet the over, it has to be over nine games. Right? And where it gets tricky is on the half. Like, they'll give some teams, I think, like, New England's at, like, 11 and a half. Right. And so, like, that's where it gets a little trickier. Those are traps is what those are called. I try to stay away from those. And we're not going to run through every team's over and under. I just don't have enough time right here to do it. I have to give you this $1,000. But I will give you the Cleveland Browns over and under. And it ain't good. No. Vegas has released the Browns over under win total. And this is this is sure money. At four. Four games. Bet the under. Bet the under. You went what one in fifteen last year, and you've yeah. gotten no better at quarterback. None. No better. Now look, I'm not looking to knock the Browns right here. I like what they did in the draft. I'm perfectly fine with what they did in the draft. But you got no better at the premier position. At least not yet. You have it. So if I was going to lay the money today. Which I probably wouldn't all, like, full disclosure, I would probably wait to lay this bet until, like, the week before the season started. See if there's any line in the, any movement in the line. But I'm looking at their schedule, Fantone, and again, I'll do this quickly. Week one, Steelers, loss. Week two, at Ravens, loss. Week three, at Colts, loss. Week four, home with the Bengals, win. Week five, home against the Jets, Win. Week six at at Houston Texans loss. Week week seven Titans at home loss. Week eight Vikings here loss. Week ten at Lions loss. Week eleven Jaguars loss. Week twelve at Bengals. I think Bengals probably win at their house loss. Week 13, at Chargers, loss. Week 14, Packers in Cleveland, loss. Week 15, Ravens, loss. At Bears, win. So there's your three. December 31st, ending the season, at Steelers, loss. I'll take the under at three wins, three and 13. Over, under, set at four by Vegas. They don't normally miss by much. Now... I think every team inevitably is going to uh, back their way into a win they don't deserve, and inevitably they're going to lose a game that they should have. Which, by your logic, then, my math still shakes still out. Still just about where it should be. Is, still is, shakes out. Is anywhere between two and four wins. And, yeah, if four is the number, I'm taking the under, dude. Which is 
unbelievable. You got no better at the premier position. People are going to say Kaiser, and he may end up being something. I don't think so. I, I wasn't very high on him going into the draft. Now, I'm not an NFL scout or an expert by any means. Let's be honest about that. But I'm not high on Kaiser. I think Hugh is a little bit of a quarterback whisperer. He may get more out of him than what we've seen so far, and that'd be great. But I don't think he's going to be... I don't think, like, Deshaun Kaiser's not going to come in and look the way Dak Prescott did with the Cowboys. No, 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 no. I mean, number one, the Browns aren't the Cowboys. Number two, you know, Deshaun Kaiser isn't Dak Prescott. So there's no, there's no, there's Ezekiel Elliott helps too. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the best offensive line in football helps. And there's a million things <laughs> yeah, that help no, that the good. Browns don't have. Now, don't Des get me Bryant. wrong. I think the Browns have obviously um, improved from where they were. Yes. I, I, I think it's safe to say the Browns team this year could beat the Browns team last year. Um, but that doesn't mean that they can beat other teams in the NFL. I would agree with that. Now, look, they may still end up with A.J. McCarron at quarterback. I know Hugh kind of likes him from his days in Cincinnati. I know they're still looking into that. It might even be Kirk Cousins. I would like to see Kirk Cousins. I think that's probably more likely a San Francisco type thing. But even with any of those moves, there's still a lot of question marks. Like, how? I mean, how much does any one individual player that we're talking about, like guys that aren't top tier, we're not talking about Tom Brady, we're not talking about bringing him one of the best of all time. What is that? One win plus maybe? Is, is that is, is that quarterback worth one win over the course of the season? So now we're talking about instead of three predicted, four predicted wins? Vegas ranks players by points that, that you'll put on the board. And normally quarterbacks move things about three, four points. Outside of that, people are worth about a half a point. Right. Right. Vegas sets the over-under for the Browns' win total at four. And I'm telling you, as a guy who bets games and bets a lot, now look, you may lose, but I'm betting the under. I'm betting the under. Five wins in two seasons. That's awful. So bad. Don't worry about it, man. We got three picks, three uh, picks in the first round. No, two first rounders next year and three second rounders, I think is what it is. What, me worry? Come on now. Can't worry. You just got to be sure they're not going to be any good. Not this year. They'll be better. They'll be improved. They'll be in more games, I think. But the over-under at four, I'll bet the under. And actually, we have some money for you to bet on your own here. Here's $1,000 right now. Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have a pair of Megadeth tickets for you as they play Jacob's Pavilion at Nautica, July 3rd. Tickets go do not go on sale until Friday morning at 10 a.m. We'll get you hooked up before you can buy them. And again, coming up at 9 o'clock today, we'll talk to Megan Ditton of Live Nation. She'll get you hooked up with all the information on summer concert shows coming. That'll be pretty cool. We'll talk to Megan. Yeah, they've got something pretty cool going on there. Live Nation does. so. Yeah, they're uh, they're actually cutting you a really good deal on some tickets. Yeah. We'll have her explain that to you during New Tour Tuesday yeah. on the Stansbury Show. I'm having one of those days where I'm just like, the show's going well, Yeah. but personally, I'm just not in a great mood. Right. And so everything I see is now annoying me. Yeah. And like... I was telling Fantoner in the break, I, I'm experiencing that thing that people always talk about where on social networking where you get jealous of people pretending to live better lives than what they're living. Uh. And But the problem is, is that they're not pretending. They're actually in St. Lucia. And I don't understand how my friends, and I'm using that term <laughs> loosely because I don't really like any of you, but like I, I'm trying to like wrap my head around how people with jobs who pay half as much as what I get paid, how are you in St. Lucia? I'm going to take a vacation this summer and I won't even entertain a vacation like that because how in the hell are you affording that well um there's probably two different things going on here uh number one some people are just not afraid of taking on debt 
I am. I dude, I hate having debt. I hate having to like pay things on a monthly basis. It, 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 it honestly, it was within the realm of this show when I got my first like actual credit card. So really? it just yeah, like dude, if, if wow. it's always I been, didn't know that. It's always been my mentality is like, dude, if you don't have the money to pay for it outside you, of like a car or like a house or like something like that, if you don't have the money to pay for it, you, you don't, don't need you don't it. need to go. That was my mom's parents. Earl and Betty used to say, if you can't pay cash, you don't need it. Uh, and like I said, obviously a car is different. Right. Back in the day, you could pay for a car cash. You know, back in the day, you know, you, you could do something like that. But outside of outside of like big purchases, up until recently, I was I was anti-credit cards. Like, dude, I don't want it. I'm going to get myself in trouble. And some people are like, dude, screw it. We'll put $3,000 on credit cards and we're going to St. Lucia and we're going to live it up for a week and we're going to pay for it for the next four years of our lives. I, like you, do not like taking on debt. But travel may be one of those things I would maybe think about doing it for because it's life experience. It's yeah. not new clothes that aren't going to be cool next year that I'm going to get too fat to wear. It's uh, yeah. dude, looking back on trips is awesome. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, some of the times I feel like other times it's like, oh, my God, we just put four thousand dollars worth of debt into our lives. And now we have to pay for it the next five years. It better have been pretty effing awesome. Like, yes, beaches are cool. And oh, my gosh, eating food that's different is cool. But I I don't know if it's worth five years of my life paying off, you know, 40 bucks a month. It would put pressure on me to have like the best time ever, though. Right. Like it would do that. It would do that. Now, I took my first real vacation last year for the first time in like 10 years and I paid cash. So like I don't know any money left on it. And and that was kind of awesome. Um, imagine if the vacation sucked because I know we all have this romantic idea of like oh everything's going to be perfect, but like imagine you go down there and you and your wife fight the whole time and it rains 3 out of the 7 days and and you get food poisoning and your wife gets sunburnt and she's a bitch about it and like all these different things that can happen and now you're like damn it, now we have $4,000 to pay off. That's on you know, that's, that, that's another reason why I won't go and why I won't spend a lot of money to do that right now. I don't have anybody to go with. Right. What am I going to do? Go to St. Lucia and be in pictures alone? Right. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't, you know what I mean? No, I don't care about that. I just, I would like to go places, but there are certain vacations you can't do on your own. And I would also think, I would have to assume, um, the other side of being able to afford this, maybe these people are scrimping saving for two years before they decide, hey, we're finally going to do this instead of playing golf, instead of buying video games. Games, stuff like that. I'm not trying to like knock you for that, but those are the decisions you make. I play golf finances. every day versus right. taking a vacation in the summer. Okay, right. yeah, you could say I, that. I take a mini vacation like three times a week, I yeah. guess. Yeah, all Stan, right. Stansberry out there, just mini vacation. Yeah. You know, I've got a little umbrella in his drink, got a little sunscreen <laughs> on his nose. I did have to wear sunscreen the other day while playing. Got a little warm out there. Got a little warm out vacation there. Vacation in Orville. It's nice. I just, it is nice. I mean, God damn it. Nice. It is. Orville's better than you think it is. All right. So we do have those Megadeth tickets. We'll give you those here shortly. But white people, I got to sit you down for a minute. All right. Okay? All right. Now, look, I'm one of you. Okay. So I can yell at you for what you're doing. Okay? This you can isn't, say crackers with an ER, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. that's fine. This isn't like dear white people on Netflix where somebody else right. is going to tell you everything you're doing wrong. This is like a, like a fellow tribesman telling you that okay. you're wrong. And white people, I'm just here to tell you, there is never, never, ever, 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 a proper time for you to use the n-word it's just there's not one there just isn't there it's not there even if like your cool hip black friend tells you you're allowed his brothers and his cousins and his friends are gonna say no 
So just don't fall for the don't don't do it. Yeah, and I, I guess it isn't so much a decision. At least for me, it's like a black dude could be like, "Yo, dude, go ahead and say it." Mm. It's like it's not it's not so much. It's like no, it's my personal decision of why I decide not to use it. It's not it's not you granting me permission. It's not like oh, dude, if black people would just tell me it was okay, dude, I'd be using it left and right. No, I mean you know you, it's a little self imposed ban there. And so a news reporter in Atlanta of all places had to resign over her use of the N-word. ATL Georgia. All right. And uh, ATL, I mean... It's a pretty black city. It's a black... Yeah, it's a black city. It is. I mean, it's, you know, it's, you know, different cities have different demographics, and, you know, Atlanta is, uh, you know, it's a black city. They call it urban now, I think. Is that right? (laughs) Is that the way I'm supposed to say it? That's the term. Can we start over? I'm trying to tell people... I'm trying to tell white people what not to do, and then walking right down the path of things you shouldn't do. But here's what happened. A young African-American man had had video of a white cop punching a black man. All right. Okay. And he apparently had it on social media or whatever, and, like, the news was trying to use it. Right. And so he had tweeted out, I guess, I think it was Twitter, these news Ennas now trying to use your boy's video. Right. right? He's speaking just the way he speaks. Okay. Right. And so this Idiot white reporter in Atlanta. Idiot. Idiot. Female sends him a direct message that says, yo, hit back this news and a <laughs> Yeah. Like tries to do the, well, he said it and he's calling us that. So now I'm allowed to say it and I'm allowed to do it. And like trying to like be cool and hit the man with the street. You know what I mean? She's trying to do it. And I'm telling you, white people, there's nothing worse than that. Now, anytime that you're using vernacular to sound cool, it's going to blow up in your face. That's you look old- like Mr. Belding. Right. That's what do you do? That's old people try. Oh, hey, it's lit, kids. Hey, we got it lit over here. Give me a dab, son. Uh, right, right, right. I mean, you can, you can, get, you can get pretty, pretty bad pretty quick there um yeah it's no good but then you start throwing like uh, race into the equation as well and it's not going to turn out well speak the way that you speak that's okay you don't have to you don't have to try to pick up other people's language you don't have to try to pick up their 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 you know their their words you can just speak the way you speak he then responds he says i just looked through your photos and realized you aren't black but you called me and Enter. She's like, no, I called myself one. I'm a news lady at Eleven Alive. I thought you were referring to all of us, to all of us, to all of us. Sorry if you didn't understand. I really appreciate you posting the video. This man deserves justice. Again, I'm sorry I offended you. I was not offended by what you called the media, but I should not have used it back, even in a private message. No. By the way, second <laughs> officer just got fired. Trying to like see, like it's good. It's I'm good. I, I'm on. I'm on the struggle with you. I'm helping. Yeah, people are calling me out. Going, quit calling it a black city. Okay, it is. It's well. I mean, dude, if you have, dude, if you ever been to Atlanta, I mean, black city. It's it's demographics break down differently. That's all. That's all. But there is never an appropriate time for yeah. a Caucasian person to use the N word. I mean, especially like, like even if I'm listening to the radio and the windows are down. Like, let's say I'm like I got my MP3 player plugged into my car. Now I love hip hop, right? All kinds of hip hop. All the way back in the early days to up to even some of the mumble rap I like, right? I just like it. 
if I have the windows rolled down and I'm singing along with stuff, I'm skipping over phrasing. There are things I'm oh, not yeah. saying in, especially again in Canton. You know what I mean? Like, or thinking, yeah, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's there's a self edit button that you kind of have to press there. Um, I'm sure you remember the uh, the song "Gold Digger" by Kanye West. Yeah, I'm not saying she's a gold digger, but she ain't messing it, with no broke. With no broke, broke is how the radio edit went. And my mom, for the longest time, she didn't know what it was, and she was like, Matthew. What does she ain't messing with no broke broke mean? And I told her, and my mom's jaw hit the ground, and she's like, Matthew, why couldn't he just say African-American? And I'm like, I don't know, Mom. That's not what rappers do. Because all of a sudden, you go from a million (laughs) records to two records, Mom. That's why, Mom. Yeah, white people, never an acceptable time to pull out the N-word. Just don't do it. Just don't. I don't care. They can say whatever they want. Dear white people's on Netflix. And that's right. I don't do. I, I don't care. None of that matters. None of that's going to stop you from getting a black eye on the street. Somebody's going to punch you square in the face. Stop doing that. We'll get you hooked up with Megadeth tickets around the corner. Hang on. Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have Megadeth tickets for you as they play Jacob's Pavilion at Nautica July 3rd. Mashuga coming part of that too. We'll get you hooked up with those here momentarily. 1 800 243 7625, the number you'll need on those. Before the break, we were telling you about this story out of Atlanta, where a white news reporter has resigned because. All right, I'll just sum this up pretty quick. A young kid, young man, had a video of a white cop punching a young black kid. And the news was trying to obtain said video. And the kid had said online, hey, these news enters are coming after my video. And she hit him up in private message and said, hey, you know, call this news enter back. I want to talk to you about your video. And then he, you know, caused issue. And I had been saying, I'm like, dude, white people, you got to stay away from using this word, right? You just got to stay away from it. There's no good use of it. You're just going to get punched in the face don't or fired. Don't do it. And isn't it the worst when people start dropping it like it's nothing? I was uh, I was at a sporting event not too long ago, and this guy behind me dropped it with a with an A on the end as opposed to an ER. Oof. And, it, dude, it was just like. Oh, bro! You just, oh. bro! You just made everything awkward. Everyone was like, "Yeesh, dude, don't do that, don't do that." And so now, some of our listeners are taking issue with what I had to say about it, saying, "Says, how about we focus on the fact that she was a professional, and no one should use that word in the professional sense?" Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah, and I said, yeah, yeah. I, she shouldn't be using the word at all, is what I had said. Okay. And he says, I agree, but I feel like you're, if you're saying she, if she was black, it would have been fine. Well, it may have been fine. Probably would have been I'm fine. guessing the kid probably doesn't then go online and say, hey, look what just happened here. Right. He probably just goes, oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's probably just, you know, probably goes on with his day and then never posts it. If it's, if it's Sharon Reed as opposed to Tracy McCool, yeah, there's going to be a difference there, dude. Yeah, there's no question about it. And if you want to be the person who wants to start the campaign of, of yo, black people shouldn't be allowed to use it either, well, dude, that's a hill you can go fight on by yourself. But hey, I'm going to at least say, well, I shouldn't use it. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. I, I'm not going to. Again, I'm not trying to, you know, create special protection. I'm just telling you what the reality of of the world that you live in is and there are certain things that are deemed you know acceptable 
by certain uh, you know groups or you know singular people that aren't by others. Welcome to double standards in life. They exist in everything: male versus female, race versus this race. They exist, and some of them are okay, and some of them aren't. But this happens to be one of them. And yeah, it probably would have been okay. And I'm just telling people, like, dude, I don't care how cool the world gets or how many people bang and have like mixed race kids. Nobody's ever gonna be cool with you like thrusting that word on someone. It is a little confusing. Just that simple. Of of why did she go for that joke? Because this wasn't a professional sense. You figure in when you're sending that professional email was or not tweet, smart. No, and I mean it's it I feel like it's a bad call. Even if you're a white chick who like shares memes and like, oh, you know I hate that. Uh, Phantom I, will tell you. I dude, there was a really attractive woman I was thinking about asking out. And I, you know, and he kind of knows her and I don't. And I said, man, I really want to ask this girl out. I think she's cool. I think there's, you know, she's attractive. I think this might be something that I'm interested in doing. And he said to me, he goes, you know, dude, he's like, she breaks your cardinal rule. And I said, what's that? He's like, dude, he's like white girls who post memes that have the N word in them. And dude, that's just it. If I see that on your social networking, I'm out. I'm out. I'm just like, that's a dude, like guys say about the draft, I'm taking you off my board. There it is. You're coming off my board for that because it's just bad decision making. And if you're making that kind of decision making publicly where people can see it, what are you doing in your private life that's no good? And it's a trashy look. It is, dude. It's a bad look. If you're standing on the hill of I should be able to say it, then uh, yeah, I I would agree with you 100%. I mean, what's the line, random white girl? How many black dudes did you have to sleep with before you got the, before you got like anointed (laughs) N word, you, you know, friendly? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? It does not work that way. You know who else is unpopular? Who is that? Is Roger Goodell. Yeah. Is wildly unpopular. <laughs> if you don't know, he's the NFL commissioner, and that's why he's unpopular. Because you don't like the adult that makes the trains run on time. You don't like that. You like the wide receiver acting like an idiot in the end zone, and Roger Goodell's the guy who's going to be, you know, the no-fun league. When in reality, all they ask is that you don't twerk, don't make it sexual, and you don't make it violent. That's it. That's all they've said, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now I know somebody's going to be like, what about the cheerleaders? Okay, that's a, that's a fine argument. If you ask me, you can take all those spirit squads and throw them the hell out. I don't care. I'd rather watch football. Well, and the thing is, too, is like, oh, it's the no fun league. You can say that until you're blue in the face, but you're sitting there watching it every Sunday for 12 hours a day. So, like, you can most popular thing on TV. Roger Goodell sucks, dude. It's no fun. Well, what are you watching it for, dude? Like, what are you sitting there worshiping at the altar of football for that? Literally, guys and women, I should say both, men and women sit at TV networks every single day and try to create the thing that could be as popular as the NFL is on TV. Don't tell me how it's no fun to watch it. I mean, and let's be real, this all happened under the the, the, the tutelage of Roger Goodell. Right. I mean, right. like the explosion of the NFL. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, 25 years ago, yes, the NFL was a big thing, but not nearly what it is today. It dominates five networks. They have their own network. Roger Goodell is a huge reason for that. The guy is brilliant. He is a brilliant businessman. Now, he gets a little weird when doling out punishment, and I will grant you that. But nobody's perfect. 
But quit pretending you're booing Roger Goodell under any like real protest. You just it's herd mentality. The guy in front of you is doing it, so now you're doing it. Yeah, and it feels good to be angry. It feels good to victimize somebody. It feels good to, to project your rage onto somebody. Um, but I mean, dude, during the during the draft, I mean that first round, it was just brutal. Just 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 vicious, man. How great was he though? Came out and said, Come on, Philly, bring it out. Like, dude, you're playing into it. Because then what happens then? You take everybody's power away from them at that point. What else are you going to do? You know what I mean? (laughs) What else are you going to do? Cry up there? And the reason I bring this up is because Roger Goodell is a smart man. Okay. He is a smart man. Now, everybody was talking about, like, how the draft's been moving around. Now, we expect to have to host a draft here in Canton. Fingers crossed, dude. I tweeted it out the night of, but, like, honest, honestly, like, if I was the praying type, I would be the type to pray for that. Like, the the fact that it, I think it was 60,000 people that first night were there, and, and if you had 60,000 more people in Canton, dude, and, like, oh, my God, just just crazy. If, if you could have Friday some, would be awesome. something of that something of that magnitude come into town, I mean, it, it would. It would, it would change, change, change the dynamic of this thing. And guess who decided to move the draft around? Who's Roger that? Goodell. Roger Goodell. And guess what ended up happening? It ended up being one of the biggest drafts in history. Now, that's going to continue to happen as you know, you yeah. goes on. More media, more cameras, yeah. more attention. That's just going to happen naturally. But not all of it. And Roger Goodell had the vision to move the draft around. But see, you hate him because he's the adult, like I keep saying, that makes the trains run on time. And it's not Antonio Brown shaking his ass in the end zone. And that's the part of the football that you like. Right. And everybody was telling Roger Goodell how moving the draft around was going to flop in his face. Well, guess what? Philly was a smash success. Smash success. It was 75,000 people were there night one. 75,000. 250,000 football fans crossed through that center where they held it all weekend long. 250,000 people all weekend long. Not one, not one arrest, according to Philadelphia police. Not one. What a good look for the NFL, right? Damn, dude, that many people... You get 50 guys on a team and there's more than one arrest. Right, dude. You put that many people together. And, I mean, I guess it's not necessarily... It's not necessarily a concert where it's like, dude, you can expect bad behavior, but like you're telling Upset me sports fans about you taking Trubisky versus somebody else. Dude, are you kidding me? That you don't think that can get you shanked or out of your mind. And I mean, you have to imagine there was dudes drinking out in that audience. You have to imagine there was, you know, at least a little bit of drug activity going on in there. Oh, God, yeah. But the fact of, of dude, seven or 250,000 people over the course of the weekend and zero arrests. No arrests, man. It's crazy. And everybody told Goodell moving the draft around was stupid. You're stupid. <sighs> Meanwhile, dude, it was the thing that dominated TV over the weekend in the middle of the NBA playoffs. Now, I don't think that if they were to move it to Canton, I don't think we necessarily hit the same amount of numbers just because Philly is a huge town. And so close to New York. Right. And people are going to be able to Very make that Very close to Baltimore. Uh, but I mean, dude, even if you even if you cut that number in half and you took it to 125,000 people over the course of a weekend, that's huge, dude. I mean, how many ticket sales is that to the Hall of Fame? How many different meals is that in a restaurant? How many nights stayed is that in our hotels? Like, uh, dude, I, I I I am I am honest to God, like just cross fingers, cross toes, cross eyeballs, waiting for this to be announced that Canton's going to get this.
It'd be the biggest thing the city's seen in a long time. I mean, Hall of Fame Maybe weekend. Ever. Hall of Fame weekend. Hall of Fame week is obviously huge. I think this would be bigger. I I, I feel like this would be like the biggest. You're right. The biggest thing the city's ever seen. I think so. And I don't want to minimize Hall of Fame week. No, because that is awesome. Huge. Especially, dude, this year we're getting Jerry Jones. That's so cool. So many people are going to come into town because of the Cowboys factor. I mean, they're just you know the NFL's biggest brand. They're, that's going to be huge. Right, so I don't want to minimize Hall of Fame Week because that is—I mean, it's Cup Star County afloat this entire time. That's what does it, right? But if you hold the draft, it's hope, man. And dude, people love hope, you know. And so that it's starting anew and new roster spots and all this stuff. And people are going to flood this area for that. I hope we end up doing that. And obviously, you know, by the time that happens, which um, I believe is either the 2019 or the 2020 draft is what they're shooting for right now, um, as the Hall of Fame Village completes and kind of, you know, starts to become a reality as opposed to just like, you know, this picture we see on on, on the Canton Rep is like, that's what's going to bring people here. That's why they're going to decide to make that happen here. And that's why people are going to say, like, dude, you know what? I'm going back to Canton. Dude, it is the Disney World of football. Right. It is. Dude, that totally was worth the trip. I'll go back again next year. Three days wasn't enough. You kind of have to go and get your head wrapped around all of it. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's a very Vegas type thing. It's like you go to Vegas for the first time ever. You're there three days. You're like, you know what? I got to go back there. I didn't get to see nearly half of it. It's so hard for us as citizens of Canton to really wrap our head around what's coming down the pipeline here and, and what that's all going to look like and what that's all going to mean. But, dude, I uh, I don't know who I've got to talk to at the NFL. I don't know if I just send an email to Roger Goodell or who or what or whatever I got to do, but god damn do I hope that happens. I just have never understand the booing of him. Boo! He's, he's made the league you love the most popular thing on television. Ratings and revenue are all up. What are you yelling at him for? What are you yelling at him for? If they threw, dude, game two for Cavs, Toronto's Wednesday night, tomorrow night. If they played a football game across the street from there, I bet the queue's half empty. <laughs> like, I'm just telling you, the NFL rules the roost. And Roger Goodell pushed that thing uphill, got you the NFL network, got you more coverage, got you all this stuff. What do you hate the guy for? I don't understand it. I really don't get it. Seems pretty smart to me. We have $1,000 up for grabs. You get your next keyword at 810. Let's get you hooked up with these Megadeth tickets now, though. We'll take caller 15, 1-800-243-7625 on Megadeth, and then get you hooked up with $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry on Rock 106.9. Well, welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, where you're going to get hooked up with $1,000 with Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. That happens at 810, just a few minutes right around the corner here. We'll give you your next keyword of the day. We'll do another one for you at 9.10, and then it will continue all day. Fishhead Kramer, even Nikki Six will have some opportunities for you. We do it every weekday from 6 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock in the evening. Somebody's been fighting with Fantone during the break about this story out of Atlanta where this news reporter used the N-word in a private message with um, a young viewer who had a piece of videotape she was looking to obtain. And we've been talking about how, like, there's no proper use. Like, white America, you just got to not do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's just kind of uh, just... Now, look, I, 
ultimately, I don't really care. It's just you're going to get punched in the face, and I'm just trying to help you out. Right. There's going to be consequences to your actions in life. And at the end of the day, do I care what you do or what you say? No. Do whatever the hell you want to. Do whatever the hell you do. I think it's rude. Yes. (laughs) But but you're going to get punched in the face, and it doesn't affect me. Not my problem. But now, like, people are coming after Fantone about, what about Eminem? And Eminem's been on record plenty of times saying that nothing... Now, I hear that there's a freestyle from when he was a teenager where he may have used it, but nothing album released has ever had Eminem using that word. And I've even told amateur rappers at the Agora, white rappers who use it, they get off the stage, I'm like, dude, sooner or later, you're going to perform at a club and a dude's going to punch you right in your mouth when you get off the stage. And And this is what I always say to him. Eminem went platinum like 12 different albums, and he never used the word. Why do you think you need to use it? You don't. I mean, you know, there's obviously rappers, white rappers out there who do. Dudes like Little White. Um, I know the guys The guys in Twisted do. Riff Raff does. Do they really? Oh, Twisted dude, does? Twisted all over the place. That first, Those first two albums, it was just littered all over the place. Really? Yeah, you know, all the Juggalos out there give them a little, little, little shot of love right there. I didn't know that. Um, But, dude, like I said, it's your decision. You can certainly, this is America. Yeah. You do whatever the hell you want to do, but there's going to be consequences to it, so... Yeah, there will be consequences to it. I just don't, I don't ever remember. As a matter of fact, I've seen interviews with Eminem where he's talked about it and says he won't do it. And so, I, you know, if he can become the, like, the most famous rapper yeah. in the world, yeah. not use the word, you can make it through your daily life and not use it. Yeah. That's just going to be fair. my guess. It's fair. All right. That's actually on one of those things. You know how I, I bitch about online articles all the time and they talk about like the 11 things you do that are secretly racist. If I'm going to be honest about those kinds of things, I hate those kinds of articles because I think they create more problems than they solve anything. But one of the things they say on there, I will admit, I will raise my hand and say I'm guilty of. And that's, I don't always, when somebody uses the N-word, turn to my friend or somebody I know and say, you know what, that makes me uncomfortable. I wish you wouldn't do that. Now, I have done it. I don't always do it. And they say that you should always do that. Like, there's been times where I've been... In the afternoon, playing golf with with buddies, and I'm going to say buddies, not friends. It's like kind of people you'll get together with occasionally, and that word will get thrown around sometimes, and it makes me uncomfortable. And then I'll just like fall back on the conversation. I won't necessarily say anything, but I I'm like, but then there does the there comes this thought in my mind where it's like, bro, it's Saturday. Don't get you know, don't you you got to fight these battles Monday through Friday. Don't do this on your weekend. Don't make this a part of your day. Just go about it. And ultimately, that's probably not right. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, because at that point, all right, so it happened once, and you kind of fell out of the conversation. But when you continue to associate with those people, are you? I don't want to say enabling, but essentially being like, it's it's acceptable behavior co-signing yeah there, there have been moments in my life and i am not comfortable with that word and there have been plenty of moments where i've stood up and said you know what that that, that makes me uncomfortable don't do that but in certain situations i have selfishly said you know what this isn't worth my hassle today and that's ultimately not right. And, and I, I guess really what that boils down to is I'm sure there's plenty of black people who wish they could say, well, this isn't my hassle today until you're the one on the other end of that word. <laughs> right. Then it is your problem. It's, and your, you, and it's your hassle every day. And you, got, and, you, and, you, and you have to deal with it. I that. said admittingly. I it, said, look, this, is, this came out of one of those online articles where I have to give them some credit because this does happen. I think a big problem with articles like that and really the concepts of racism and, and race relations in America right now um, is there's just a lot of different layers to it. And 
and there's microaggressions, which some people are like, oh, dude, what are you? What are you, a homo? You're gay? What are you? And it's like, no, but that is, dude, it's something. And it's not the same thing as, as dragging them off the back of your truck. Yes, I will agree to that, but it's still something. Now, does that something necessarily put you in the, in the realm of racism? I think that's to be debated in the sense of like, can you say something racist, do something racist, think something racist without being a true to the heart racist? Yes. Some people would say, some people on the other side of that, black people would say, no, you can't, because as soon as you start doing that, you are accepting all forms of racism. I would disagree with that. I I, I would disagree with that. I don't know if I'm right, but I would disagree with that. I, I don't think that that's necessarily the same thing. I, I I think by I think by giving it the well, as long as you're not hanging them from a tree, you're not that racist. You're not you're not a card carrying clan member. I'm not that. Okay, racist. well, obviously, I don't like that being the like you know the hypothetical. But all right, let me ask you the question. We have to handle this pretty quick because we have to give people this money. Yeah. But thousand dollars right around the corner. Right. If somebody had said something loosely racist and yet still was willing to hire African Americans, what's the deal there? Um, because isn't that really racist? Where it's like, you know what? I don't even want you working here. Yes, that certainly, that's racist. That certainly is a next level up of racism. I mean, if you if you are if you're working, and I've always been told that that's what racism racism means, which is you're in a position of power and are are holding your negative opinions and stereotypes of people against them um, in a way of power. I, I guess I guess on a day to day basis, are are you in any position of power? But if you're still willing to if you're willing to hire them, if it, that doesn't necessarily mean you're willing to treat them as an equal or respect them or anything like that yeah you're willing to take the labor and you're willing to take them as you know well yeah i can watch a browns game but that doesn't mean i'm gonna let my daughter date one you know what i mean yeah that is i mean that's definitely a form of it yeah and i mean but once again that goes into like the varying degrees and how we kind of justify to ourselves it's like well i'm not it's not that bad dude i I, i'm you know i i'm letting them sit in wherever they want on the bus that's fine as long as i'm doing that that's fine Jeez. But that, I mean, that's, that's the justification that people will make. Do you really think people are sitting around making those kind of justifications in their head on a daily not, basis? C- not consciously, but like on a, on a subconscious level, for sure. I mean, I definitely know people who would say that they aren't racist. And if you were to ask me and they couldn't hear my response, I would say to you, oh my God, they're, they're in denial. They don't yeah. understand. Because I will say this. A lot of people are racist and don't understand that they are. And nobody wants to be. It, it certainly is still a dirty word. And that's why you see so many people revolt against it, especially in like the in the heated political climate that we live in nowadays. Why that was such a big deal when, 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 when Hillary Clinton and, and the Democrats tried to, you're racist, you're racist, you're racist. That's why that turned into into such a big backlash and like it bit them is is because people don't want to be identified by that even if that's what they are they 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 still refuse to see themselves through that lens they know they can't raise their hands and get high fived by by claiming it and so yes if you thrust that title on them they are going to they're going to resist that and I think it probably right. did hurt her in the end for sure. I think yeah. it's probably did. Undeniably did. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you could even make that argument. I have bad news for parents. Your teenagers are up to awful stuff. And we'll give you that info after giving you this $1,000 right now. Oh, my double team that it leads to this. Irving off the backboard It's pretty awesome. That dunk was amazing. I still think the shump dunk for me was... Was more fun. I know people love the alley oop thing. 
I uh, I really like uh, that Shump Dunk was awesome. Yeah, you could tell he uh, he had something to say, and he uh, said it pretty loudly right there. Um, there were a lot of highlights last night, a lot of things to feel positive about as a Cavaliers fan. Felt like defense uh, was was strong. I felt like they were doing what they needed to do. Um, obviously, uh, all cylinders were firing, and it wasn't just a LeBron-Kyrie-Kevin game. Everybody kind of did something, and uh, that's what you want out of your championship squad. Um, and, dude... Maybe the best thing about last night was the confirmation that Chloe and Tristan still together, dude. F the haters. I don't care what you people say. Those two lovebirds, and they've got a shot. They might make it all the way. Chloe Kardashian. Of course she was there supporting her man. Of course she was. Damn it. I kind of want my shot at Chloe. Well, at least you've got that. At least you're not just like, F those whores. They suck. They're terrible. What a bunch of hookers. I, I hate Chloe. I hate Kardashian haters. I mean, let's not pretend that some of these other women that these NBA players run around with aren't exactly like Kardashians, just not famous. Right. Which makes them worse. Right. Like, at least Chloe has her own money. Like, some of these other girls are just out there just to honestly trap these dudes into a system where they got to pay. Supports her man, stands by him, uh, loves Cleveland, talks very highly of the city, shows up at games, takes pictures with fans. Dude, F you guys that are hating on you her. You know what? She's actually been very nice to the fans at the queue. Yeah, when I went to that game, it was the first It was the first playoff game. It was, it was game one, round one, and my girlfriend wouldn't stop watching her. Like, oh my God, babe, there's Chloe. Oh my God, look at her. Look what she's wearing. Oh my God, look at her purse. It's so amazing. And then during halftime, she's like, babe, she's... She's just taking pictures the entire time, just sitting there taking selfies with fans, not taking pictures of herself, right. not, not putting those up. That's that's her being nice to people and has to do that every day and has had to do it for every day and still like cool enough to do it where a lot of those people get tight. It, it gets to be annoying for them. And Chloe's been great about it. And, and by the way, Tristan Thompson, dude, having a, Balling out. a knockout, knockout like season, dude. I mean, has just been, I, he grabbed more offensive rebounds than anybody in the NBA in the first round of the playoffs. And it's just like, what else do you goddamn people want? <laughs> Let the guy bang who he wants to bang. Who cares who it is? If you don't want to watch the card, keeping up with the Kardashians, fine. Don't do I, it. I don't watch it. I'm not going to do it either. But, but, like, dude, what do you care who Tristan Thompson's banging out? What what difference does that make in your life? Yeah, I want to crack it at, at Chloe, man. Fingers crossed for you, buddy. If I hear any more breakup rumors, I'll, uh, I'll let you <laughs> I, know. Uh, yeah, I want in on that I'll one. I'll let you know. I, I want my crack at Chloe for sure. For sure I do. So a reporter for Vice News. Mm-hmm. Wanted to examine whether or not these like trends that you hear that your teenagers are doing, whether or not they're real, or are people just looking to put the fear of God into you at like eleven o'clock news and like for clicks. Yeah, I mean sometimes you know you've got people right who are who are trying to get you to click on something. You've got isolated incidents that get reported as like a nationwide epidemic hysteria, right? And then sometimes you have essentially teenagers lying and and coming up with like, oh, dude, with this new sex game that we're doing, it's so crazy, and it's like, dude, you don't even know what boobs feel like. Shut up. <laughs> so some of these are are very simple, like trunk. And if you don't know what trunking is, they pile as many people into a car as humanly possible, and then the last person has to like ride in the trunk. That's been around since yeah. I was in high school. Teens have been doing this forever. It's probably not all that bad. I wouldn't, you know, I no. wouldn't rush my kids into the trunk of a car, but you're probably going to be okay. Yeah, almost right? every trunk has a has a latch you can pull out now anymore. Yeah, right. And dude, I don't know if you remember this. I told you about this a while ago. I had a buddy who got paid to shove a guy in a trunk on a regular basis. 
Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I mean, just like, what are you people doing? But yeah, riding around in a trunk, not that big of a deal. Eye-dosing is apparently this thing now where they listen to MP3s that are supposed to be so frantic that apparently it, 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 it leaves you in an altered state like you've smoked marijuana. Um, and again, teens are saying, no, yeah, this is a thing. We are doing that. That sounds awesome. Your kids can get high without doing drugs, right? Uh, like, isn't that the safer way that you'd want them to do it? Yeah, ultimately, you, yeah. You don't have a problem with the quote-unquote runner's high, so why would you have a problem with the music high? The kid's not doing drugs. Who cares? Yeah, it would make the argument that music does make you feel high. Yeah. And that, <laughs> uh, that, that, that elation is part of listening to music. I would totally say that. If I'm in a bad mood listening to something heavy, it, it comes out of your pores at that point. I'm going to try that music, whatever that is, later this afternoon. I got nothing going on. Vodka eyeballing and butt chugging. And a teen says, yes, this is real. We are doing this. This is where people are dropping um, like eye drops full of vodka into their eye to get to get drunk and um, butt chugging is where they put a funnel uh, in the anus and then you pour li- liquor into it and I, uh, this teen is saying we absolutely do do this I don't buy it you don't, don't buy it no. I mean there's videos online of kids doing uh, it right but once again isolated incidents like I don't think that's a I don't think that's a real big thing so one of the ones I read on here that I would be really worried about if I was a parent because kids are stupid and sometimes don't understand the ramifications of their actions. And I, like you, was like, this probably isn't really happening. But they've talked to multiple teens who say that they know children in their group who have done this. And it's sex roulette. Now, you would think that's just having sex with somebody maybe you don't know. Or maybe you spin a wheel and you have to have sex with somebody, that, that, that you know what I mean, at random. And it's not that. Sex roulette is apparently when a group of teenagers participate in unprotected and then like a sex orgy. But one of the members is HIV positive, hence the name Sex Roulette. And they talk to a teen, and she says, I've actually heard of this. She's like, I know people who have been involved in this. And I can't for the life of me figure out why kids would think that that would be okay and why that would be a good idea. I mean, obviously having sex unprotected is risky enough, but where are you finding somebody that's HIV positive? Who's telling you? That would right. be that would be part of my that's part of my suspicion. But again, I don't know teenagers not to be I don't want to say smart enough not to tell you because ultimately at the end of the day if you're going to have sex with people you should be open and honest about what it is you're bringing into that sexual relationship. So I don't want to make it sound like you shouldn't tell people what's going on with you because you should. So I would say that that's that does make me suspicious. But they I mean, they've talked to like three or four different people here who now claim now again, you put a reporter in front of a 15 year old, a 15 year old is going to sometimes tell a reporter what they want to hear. I'm so cool. I'm so dangerous, dude. Yeah, right. yeah. I've done butt chugging. Yeah, dude, I've totally done that. I've had threesomes. I've had sex with a person who has AIDS. That's how cool I like, dude. Ah, There's going to be some. But if you're a parent of a teenager, you can't bank on that. And that it, that it, that the problem here is that the end result of this is too risky to be like, oh, this is kids being kids because it's not. This is something worse than that. Well, of course, man, you got to have conversations and be frank with your children and let them know the dangers that are out there. I mean, that yes, that's your responsibility as a parent. When you decided to have that kid, or whether you decided to or not, once you got pregnant, that became your responsibility. So yeah, you should totally have these conversations. I uh, I could not. I, I mean, there. I have been risky sexually. In my life, I can't claim that I haven't been 
a risk taker sexually. I've had you know condomless sex in my adult life where I should not have. Yeah, um, that's it, the worst, dude. You wake up the next day like, what the hell was I thinking? Especially like, sometimes when it's just laziness, did. where it's like, dude, all you gotta do is walk across the room. I, I mean, I have a bathroom in my bedroom, and it's like, dude, they're right there on, on the countertop in the bathroom. Just walk in there, and grab them. Do you feel like that's usually your decision of like, hey, I'm going to go put one on? You know, I'm going to get one to put on, or is that usually a you're waiting for her to say, yo, you got to put one on? My decision. Okay, because I feel like. Most most dudes, if, if unless she says, "Yo, you got to go put one on," they're just going to avoid it, avoid it, avoid it, and then hopefully, you know, raw dog it. The le- <laughs> no, I'm not one of those guys. I don't care about that. I don't. I, I would much rather us both be protected and me not have to raise a child than you know, sex feels better. Like, dude, sex feels still pretty good with a condom on. Yeah. I mean, it's is it better without a condom? Sure, yes. but that's what real relationships are for. And if you're out there just slinging the sword around, you got to be careful about what you're doing. You do. And actually, the last time this happened to me it was not my decision like a woman had just kind of made the decision for us and yeah had kind of like just climbed on took charge and i was like midway through it i was like i shouldn't be doing this right no. now i should not be doing this no. right now but once once you've already crossed the bridge then what's the point what's now? the point of turning back right. <laughs> like what, what are you what are you going back for homie we're in <laughs> i um I obviously you know i think relationships comes with their ups and downs but like just the concept of like dude you don't have to worry about getting aids anymore that is more than enough for me to be like babe i love you i want to be with you i'm so happy with you <laughs> like more than enough yeah when me. you read about stuff like this it does it makes me go oh my god just find somebody who cares if you hate her just you know handcuff yourself to her be with her forever marshall tweets in says butt chugging is absolutely real it causes alcohol poisoning because it make it goes straight to your bloodstream people have died from it there are documented cases of people dying from it dustin tweets in says boofing is for real don't underestimate how deep a person can get into their addiction and that probably is ultimately true at the end of the day there if you have teenagers be talking to them about this stuff no matter how long comfortable it is because well they're your kids and that's your job we'll be right back with more sansbury show hang on <laughs> what was that what are you doing over there there, there it is. is there it is there it is welcome back to the sansbury show on rock 106.9 win yourself a thousand dollars nine ten on the program with rock 106.9 work day double pay your next keyword happens at nine ten cream was right below buzzer in the in the stack there that was my fault sorry is that buddy. right yeah sorry buddy I pretty much knew that was your fault. That's how that works. Apparently, and I don't understand why guys think that this is a good idea, because I just don't think it is. When a dude tries to propose at like a ball game, right, and he gets like, you know, the band or he gets like the, you know, the scoreboard involved in it. I've never understood that. Yeah, unless you know that's what your wife wants or your fiance to be. Wants. You met at opening day or something like that. I could maybe see it. You guys love the Indians. You're always there. You're going to games all the time. She's but- a bigger sports fan than you, maybe. But most of the time, I'm guessing, I'm guessing that this is you bringing your fandom for a yeah. sport into this thing that she doesn't want you bringing it into. Yeah, at this point, my girlfriend has turned into a true to the heart Cavaliers fan. I've really like kind of brought her along on that, but I know that's mine, not hers, you right. know? And so you're not going to ask the Jumbotron to be like, you know, ask her to marry you. I wouldn't think. I don't know. I guess maybe you would. I, I don't know. I just, I would not do this. I would go a little bit more standard and a little bit more classic in my asking of a woman to marry me. Yeah, you got to know your audience. 
I would want this to be, now again, this is just me. I would want this to be a special experience for her, not for our closest 70,000 strangers. And that's the thing, too, is even if they are a big sports fan, not a lot of people are are exactly comfortable with doing something like that in the public eye. And God, like, yeah. what a what a awkward place you put somebody in when you have a very intimate moment in a very public fashion. Yeah, it's a gamble. You're rolling the dice there. Now, so is marriage. But so at the end of the day, you know, right. you're making gambles all over the place. But I would suggest that this is probably not the best way to, you know, to ask a woman to marry you. And we have proof now. As a guy proposed to his wife at Fenway in Boston. Okay. Where the Red Sox play. It's a historic park right there. It's a pretty big one. Yeah. It's actually awesome. If you've never been to Fenway, you should go. It's awesome. So a man was asking his girlfriend's hand in marriage. And instead of like her being excited and saying yes and throwing her arms around him and kissing and oh my God, we're going to get married and this whole thing. They're caught arguing. It got so tense that the cameraman had to turn away. Like the camera panned off of him. It was like, oh my God, this is going bad. It's going south. Next thing you know. And so leave it to Boston. Everybody started chanting in the ballpark. She said no. Wow. She said no. So now you're that guy. Like now you're stuck there. Now it costs like $500 to get the scoreboard to do this. I think. Oh yeah. I mean, they're not just going to be like, Hey, you know, you you don't just like go ask somebody at the ticket booth. Like, Hey, could you do this today? That's obviously something you got to plan out and pay for. And right. You would think. Yeah. Yeah. You would, you would think what happened there is, in the beginning, a couple of people asked, and the ballpark was nice enough, and be like, oh, that's sweet, we'll right. do this. And then they realized, oh, God, a lot of people want to do this, and nobody comes to games. <laughs> There's money to be made here. We can make money doing this. And so, like, that's what that happened. But, I, I mean, how terrifying. How, what a lonely feeling. I, dude, even I've never asked a woman to marry me in a serious manner. So, I, like, I can... I mean, dude, even being told no privately at like a restaurant would just feel like the biggest kick in the balls ever. Yeah, even if it was just the two of you in like your home or wherever you are in a private moment. But once you start throwing more layers of public on top of it, I I, I mean, obviously, you know, this wasn't this relationship wasn't meant to be. um, But dude, like screw this chick a little bit. And I'm not saying that like, well, I'm not saying that you should like lie to the guy. But like in that moment, you probably should have said yes and hugged him and kissed him and, and made a deal about it and then once he got into the car been like listen dude I didn't want to humiliate you back there I didn't want this to be a, a whole thing I didn't want the entire city of Boston to start chanting at you like you're a joke oh I'm gonna change it okay I'm gonna change it because I don't want the guy walking away with any hope whatsoever that false there. hope okay but what I want is I want a mixture of of what it is you're looking for I want her to throw her arms around the guy like kind of kiss him in the cheek on right. the cheek like the way you would and kind of whisper in his ear look I honestly, I can't do this, but we're, you've done this very publicly. I don't want the, I don't want to be on TMZ in an hour. So let me just, let me say to you, like, I'm, we're going to make it look like to the audience that this is what we're doing, but secretly. And then whatever he decides to do from there, which might actually be throw you over the railing. So let's not do that. But like, I would like then throw it back on him, but at least like get through the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's like waiting. That's like waiting till after. 
after Valentine's Day to break up with the girl where it's like, dude, just give them that little bit just so, you know, you're not dealing with a complete and absolute S show. I wonder, did they leave immediately afterwards? They would have had to, right? There's no way you're sitting there watching the rest of that game. Right. No, because people in your section knew it was you. Right. They're going to be harassing you, and they're going to be drunk and saying stuff at, at She's you. She's sitting over there just miserable, hating you, wishing that she wasn't here. Think about that car ride home, though. Like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, what are you doing? Thank God for Uber, right? Right. I mean, let's just leave her behind. Yeah, let's not pretend they left the ballpark together. Maybe they didn't. If you're looking for a job, we can help you out. Check this out. Apparently, Sheets is looking to hire. What is this? What you sent me this here? Is it is it 500 people? I believe so, 100, dude. And 150 new employees in Ohio alone. Sheets making some moves there. You can. Uh, so it looks like they're going to hope. Is it? Part-time openings on May 3rd at all Sheets locations, according to a release from the company. It's a part of an effort to hire more than 3,500 new employees nationwide, again, looking for 150 here in Ohio. Listed benefits include a retirement plan and a college tuition reimbursement, which this company does no, not offer. Does so, not. like, dude, go to Sheets, and you're doing pretty well. You make more an hour than Stansbury and Fantone. You can hang your hat on something there, dude. You can feel good about yourself for once. Right, well, I no longer feel good now. Um, Sheets will make you feel better, though, dude. We, uh, we we haven't made a trip in a while. Might have to be later this afternoon. Yeah, maybe tomorrow even, as they're, as they're hiring a bunch of new people. So 150 new people being added to the workforce over at Sheets. Uh, Sheets, you can find out more info at their website, which is Sheets.com. We'll take this final break here and then get you hooked up with another $1,000 start. New Tour Tuesday next. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. You're getting hooked up with $1,000 with Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. We give you your next keyword, 910. Before we do that, joining us live in the studio now, a representative of Live Nation, Megan, is joining us to tell us about this killer $20 concert deal you have going on. It's pretty big. It this started is huge. this morning. It's huge. Um, we, we've done it. This is our second year to do it. Okay. Um, it's $20 tickets. Um, we have over 30 shows in the Cleveland area. And it, when we say $20, it's $20. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Yes. Because when they asked me to have you on, mm-hmm. you know, local management, they said, hey, Live Nation's going to come in. And I said, oh, that's cool. And they said, they're doing this $20 ticket thing. Yes. And I, and I even said to my boss, I was like, is this one of those things where it's like <laughs> we tell people it's 20 but by the end of it, it's now $30 by the time they're nope. done? It is and $20. You're, you're saying all in. All, all fees, in, everything. All fees, everything. $20 per ticket. $20 per ticket. And what I'm impressed with, as you brought me the list of shows, is that you're not skimping on the artists. No, no, no. We're this not. isn't like one of those things where it's like, yeah, head over to Live Nation, buy the tickets, and then secretly it's like a bunch of people you've never heard of. Yeah. Like Jack Johnson's on this. Yes. Incubus with Jimmy Eat World is on this. Yes. Uh, Train with OAR. That's going to be a huge show out at Blossom. Huge. That's on this. Yes. Nickelback with Daughtry out at Blossom. That's on this. Matchbox 20 Counting Crows. That'll be a huge show. Huge. They're like That's two of this. the greatest bands. I love them. Yeah, that will be a really good night. Brad yeah. Paisley, Dustin Lynch on this. I'm a huge country fan. <laughs> I, I'm sure you weren't like weren't expecting that. I and was again, not, but hey, you know, there's great country on here. So let's talk about that a little bit because there is great country on here, and you have one of the biggest country artists in the world on this, which is Luke Bryan at Progressive Field, bringing Brett Eldridge and Lauren Elena in there Saturday, July 15th. You can get twenty dollars tickets for that. Twenty dollars tickets. Progressive Field. I mean, it's it's going to be his first stadium show in Cleveland. It's amazing. Which is awesome that it's not just like, hey, we are struggling to sell tickets for this show, so we're right. going to put them oh, down no. to 20 bucks, and hopefully somebody will come buy them. Um, you know, this obviously is 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 kind of a special thing that Live Nation's doing. What was the what was the catalyst behind that? Why'd you guys decide to do this? You know, this is something we've done, like I said, for the second year, and we just really want to provide you know the fans with something to thank them for all the support they've given us over all the years, and it's really just 
just, you know, a way to get out and encourage people to see live music that maybe they couldn't afford, you know, normally. Right. So, you know, it's really just come out, enjoy yourself, have a great night out at Blossom or Jacob's Pavilion or Progressive, you know, and just have some fun. So that way we had National Concert Day yesterday, which is really the kickoff to summer. Sure. Um, you know, just just come out and enjoy a show. You know, I work at a concert venue and, you know, the owner of that venue tells us all the time before we start work every night that... Most people go to about two shows a year. Yes. Maybe. If, he if says, that. you go to 60. Yeah. So let's keep your attitude in check. This isn't absolutely, about you. Let's make, sure that, let's make sure our consumers have a good time because they only go to a handful of shows. Absolutely. And you're bringing up a great point is that when you now make this affordable, this now makes it available for people to go to maybe five shows a year. Absolutely. And that's what we two. want. We want people to see as much live music as they can. Um, and so this is just, you know, it's a one week special. It ends May 9th. But, you know, we have such a variety on here from country to classic rock to, you know, we have Queen at the Q, Queen and Adam Lambert at the Q. Yeah, Friday, um, July 21st you do. Yeah, You know, for families, we have Peppa Pig at Akron Civic. We have Kids Bop at Jacob's Pavilion. Um, so we're trying to do something that is, you know, something that'll make it accessible for everybody. You also have Brantley Gilbert, Tyler Farr, and Luke Combs, Friday, <laughs> August 4th, out of Blossom. Just I, to- the dust I totally want to so go to that. excited. Now, my audience always bags on me because I like country music, That's but okay. you have a you have a huge huge rock show here we do you have a huge rock show out of blossom august 2nd corn and stone sour huge and you're doing 20 dollars tickets for that yes that is amazing that's a huge show corn puts on one of the greatest shows they're so good live they're so good live they are very good live um, me get a big corn fan over there i, I am didn't, a big I, corn fan i'm a rocker i, I can't it. we I found can't out you it. know we found out right before we put you in here that you're a big Marilyn manson fan huge uh, you know huge. he's from right here in canton he's my number one he, don't tell my boyfriend he's my number one, <laughs> one. Wow. wow he is he's my number one of all wow. time Manson, yeah, uh, from right here in Cannes. That's awesome. That's it. You know what? Most of the times when, when we deal with people, they're more like pop-oriented yeah. or, or country-oriented. It's great to have a rock fan in I'm here with rocker. us. Thank you for not trying to talk to us about Train. Like, oh my gosh, the Train show is so good. It's going to be so awesome. I love Train. They put on a good they show. They are good. Yeah. Well, but like you said, I mean, this is a real, you know, diverse group that you have here. So whether you're looking for, you know, a night out with your buddies or a date night with your wife, Absolutely. or like you said, I mean, to take the family out, this just makes sense across the the board of you can have a much better summer because of this deal. Five people can go for a hundred bucks where normally tickets yeah. to a show are a hundred bucks. Crazy. Absolutely. Like I mean, that's crazy. And you know, it's great too because like we have people like James Taylor on here and Rod right. Stewart and Bonnie Raitt. So I mean, if you want to take your kids to that, that's a great experience also. Too. Take your kids to see James Taylor. That's James great Taylor's, advice. He's so good. It's one of the greatest so shows. Good. So... Oh, look at this. Deep Purple, Alice Cooper, and the Edgar Winter Band, Friday, September 9th, out of Blossom. You can get $20 yes. tickets for that. And all you, all they got to do, right, is go to LiveNation.com. LiveNation.com. It started this morning at 8 a.m., um, and it ends at 11.59 on May 9th. So you've got a full week. So you better get moving. Tickets. Yeah. But yeah. tickets are limited, so you know, definitely buy sooner than later. Dirks Bentley, Cole Swindell, John Party, July 27th. I think I'll, you're most excited about that one. I'll go with you <laughs> at that point. I'll tell you what. You buy your ticket. I'll buy mine. We'll all go, to, we'll all go together. All We're you got to do is go to, <laughs> go to LiveNation.com. Now, again, I want to go back here, to because this is what my audience is going to care about, which is Corn and Stone Sour. That's August 2nd. And again, just go to LiveNation.com. Pick yourself up a pair of, no, a, a ticket for 20 bucks. Two of you getting in for 40 bucks. And like she's saying, all included. There's yes. no more fees. It's not twenty two fifty by the time you're done. It's twenty dollars 
flat per ticket, but Megan from Live Nation was nice enough to give us a pair of tickets for Corn and Stone Sour. So we're going to give those away to you right now. We'll take caller 17-1-800-243-7625. You're off to see Corn and Stone Sour, courtesy of Megan and Live Nation. And again, hit up LiveNation.com to find more $20 tickets for some awesome summer concert shows. We'll start New Tour Tuesday next on The Sandsbury Show. Tuesday. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. A little unconventional this morning. I know we normally do New Tour Tuesday uh, starting at 9 o'clock, but we had Megan in from Live Nation getting you guys hooked up with some awesome $20 tickets. There's a slew of shows on this. If you want more info, hit up LiveNation.com. Actually, Kurt Strouder actually got hooked up with a pair of corn tickets. Yeah, dude. And honestly, for 20 bucks, like... There was a couple concerts there. I'm like, oh, dude, me and the girl are going to this. And I'm like, oh, dude, me and my friends from high school are going to this. And I'm like, oh, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy tickets for my parents. They'd love, they'd love that show. There's Lots so good many stuff. good shows here for 20 bucks. It's, I mean, Incubus with Jimmy Eat World, that's a good $20 show. That's a great $20 show. Hit up LiveNation.com for more info on what shows are available for that. And again, if you're, uh, dude, if you're a Luke Bryan fan... Kick the dust up. Come on, one time, Sandsbury. Progressive Field, Luke Bryan, Brett Eldridge, Lauren Elena... Big old dipper. That's a huge show to get in for twenty bucks. Huge. The, the tour is called Big Old Dipper. Is Big what, Old Dipper. Come on, one time, Sansbury. We're gonna have to do a little combo here. Okay. We normally do one song per segment, but we're uh, we're running out of those. Yeah. So we're gonna start here with um. We have is this DJ Khaled, Justin yeah. Bieber, Chance the Rapper, and Little Wayne all got together for a song called "I'm the One." I like all four of those things. I don't know if I'm going to like all four of them together. Another one. Another one. DJ yeah, yeah, looking at the truth, the money never lie, no. That's the Bieber one, there, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm the one early morning in the dark, no, you want to ride now. Ride. I'm the one, yeah. I'm the one, yeah. Hear you sick of all those other imitators. Don't let the only real one intimidate ya. See you watching, don't run out of time now. It's like a love song. Bieber's a good singer, dude. People want to hate him, but dude's a good singer. Is that Chance the Rapper there? No. Because that doesn't sound like Lil Wayne to me either. Bieber might have messed up here, dude. He probably should have just taken this song. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, that's catchy enough what we're doing right now. Yeah, I don't get it. Front load a movie full of ten actors and ends up not being good enough to, to like have all those people listed. The Expendables, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's what it is. That shit's the rapper. When I met her in the club, I asked her who she felt. 
Then she went and put that booty on that Gucci belt. <laughs> we don't got no label. She say she want bottles. She ain't got no table. She don't got no bed frame. She don't got no tables. We just watching Netflix. She ain't got no. See, this is part of the problem with make your own studios at home. You know what I mean? Is that artists just get stoned and then they're all hanging out with one another. It's like, well, the studio's right here. Let's just do it. And then you get this and it's, and, and then you get this. No, plug, plug, plug. I'm the plug for She wanna that pull her hair and hold the door for Maybe that's only me. Don't care with me. Yeah, Bieber should have just taken this song. Yeah. Have one of these dudes on there. One verse at the end, yeah. New DJ Khaled, Bieber, Chance the Rapper, Lil Wayne. Somebody else, too. Yeah, had to be. Yeah, that's all good enough. Like, this is a summary, like, all right. On the deck, drinking outside. Yeah. Playing volleyball in the backyard. That's Wayne, right? Sure. Sure. They all sound the same. I just got bored in all the verses. It's it's confused. It's Rod. We the best. Yeah, down with at-home studios. Because this is what happens. Another one. Another what? <laughs> Another what? A song that won't be a hit? That's what Kayla does, dude. Another one. No matter what he just did, he's going to do another one. Another one. Wow, Phantom, give me the vote there. <laughs> it's half a turn. Um, a, a confused song. It had a decent, uh, it had a decent chorus there. And if Justin Bieber would have taken one of those dudes instead of all three of those dudes, it probably would have been not a turd. But when you get that many guys going and you don't really have any point to it, uh, I don't know if I have to listen to that again. I didn't think the chorus was as good as you thought it was. I'm voting full blown turd on that. Stansberry going turd. It's a turd. Yeah, that song sucked. There was no redeemable quality to that whatsoever. We do have to play you this. Uh, we're going to put another one in right here. Another one. Another one. There it is. And this is brand new John Party, Heartache on the Dance Floor. This guy's been all over country radio for like the last year. And it's P-R-D-I, not yeah. John Party. I, for the longest yeah, time, I was, I was like, John Party. Some little West Coast town. Found a bar out by the sand. So I made my way in. First thing that caught my eye. Like nothing I ever seen. Sunburn all in here, a California dream. Yeah, she was shaking them hips. Some old Motown song, I couldn't say a thing. 
Why is he out in California, dude? That ain't that ain't the flyover states. That ain't that ain't uh, there ain't no you know, curvy back roads out there. What is he? Is he out there doing liberal things? He's worked hard on the John Deere and he took a vacation. Ah, uh, okay. You try all driving right. that tractor and mowing them, <laughs> mowing them fields all day, Fantone. Twelve hour days on that deer. Nothing runs like that deer. But sometimes you got to take a vacation. All That's right. what happened. All right. Um, you're describing stalking. Yeah, just sitting there waiting, <laughs> waiting, waiting. Uh, it kind of sounds like you want to mace her and then throw her in the trunk of the car. Yeah. This little West Coast town, I drop by every night. I stay the closing time. My little mystery, that girl's killing me. So I put on this song, just the same. Put on another song, John. Put on a good one. Yeah, like he had a big hill hit with What I Can't Put Down. That was a great song. Uh, Dirt on My Boots ended up being a pretty big hit for him. That was a pretty good song. I mean, he's had some uh, head, uh, head Over Boots was another one. He had a pretty big, uh, decent size hit on his hands with that one. But this might be a big old swing and a miss. At least he sounds country. Yeah, he does. And he still has that little bit of pop to it, which oh, yeah. country music needs to be, but he which, combines the two well. Remember last week I told you part of the reason why they're doing that is because they want to be played on stations like My 1017 and the Think. Sure enough, Sam Hunt, Body Like a Back Road, all over pop stations. All over already. I told you that's been the plan. You know, somebody says on Twitter that the problem with this song is that it's that it's paced too fast. And then if you actually slowed it down, it might actually be a better song. And you know what? I can't disagree with that. I think there might be something to that. I don't think the writing's great or anything, but I think maybe oh, I don't I didn't mean slow down like Oh, don't you worry, buddy. Is we're that making, right? We're, we're going to slow down a little job party? things happen That's not exactly here. what I meant, but yeah, we'll see what happens with it. I'm in this little song. If I could say a thing, I'd want you to know. You were a heartache on the dance floor. Heartache on the dance floor. Yeah, you're moving through my mind. Moving through my mind. Oh, I got to know your name. I got to see you again. Well, it can't make it any worse. No. 
can't make it any worse. All right. Fantone's recorded this into the slowdown machine. We're going to find out if John Party slowdown's better or worse. You were a heartache on the dance floor. It's better. <laughs> it's, well, it's, I, well, it's not worse. I want, dude, I want that to be the way the song gets played on the radio every time they have to play it. Fanto, make it official for me. Give me the vote on the John Party. It's a turn. And that's not even me hating bro country, even though I do. That was just not a very good song, man. And really didn't have it there. I like John Party. I, I have the album. I have a couple of, I, I like a, a couple of his songs. I think he's all right, but I'm with you. I thought that that was just on average, and that's being nice about it. I'm going to say turd on the new John Party. It's a turd. All right, a band I really do normally like a lot is Chevelle. Their new offering is called Rivers and we'll play it for you next on New Tour Tuesday. Turd Tuesday. And welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Doing New Tour Tuesday. Already played you the new DJ Khaled, Justin mm-hmm. Bieber, Chance the Rapper, Lil Wayne. I'm the one was the name of that. We were split. Fantone voted half. I voted full. Blown turd. Then John Party, Heartache on the Dance Floor. We both were in agreement on that one. Man, was that not good. We voted turd on that. I'm very excited to get into this next song. I have not heard it yet. I did not skip ahead of the rest of the class. and But I have been a Chevelle fan since they first hit the scene. I absolutely love this band. They, um, they are, to me, Deftones watered down for radio consumption. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. That's not me knocking them. That's me actually giving them a little bit of credit there as the Deftones, one of my favorite bands. I love that band. You got to make a decision there of like, do we want to play songs that we love and that we want to, you know, express ourselves artistically or do you want to make millions of dollars, dude? It's kind of up to you there. And, and Chevelle kind of sounds to me like the band that wanted to do both. And so they they found a way to do both. And that's just maybe my opinion. But I really like Chevelle a lot. And their new song is called Rivers. And we're going to take a listen to that. Yeah, that was a little much. (laughs) That was a a bit much there. That was a little bit much. I know, I know. It's how dramatic you are. (laughs) Yeah, that's a that's a bit much. They're always writing about weird stuff too. Like they had a big song called Jars, and it was like, "What? Yeah, what are you? What are you talking? We're about? calling songs Jars now? Like that was weird." What? Dude, I just went out for ten minutes about how good you guys are. What the hell are you doing? <laughs>
I like that. Really, I felt like it needed a little bit more there. I, I think in the second or in the second chorus, it'll hit it harder coming out there. But I liked how they put that <gasps> and then stopped it right there, and you know, went into their next verse. I okay, liked, all I right. I, I hope I get more out of it the second time around. This happens to be a lot on New Tour Tuesday. Like, now I'm just sitting there thinking about the rest of the day. I'm going to go listen to the best Chevelle part of their catalog. Like, The Clincher was really good. I Get It was really good. God, they're a good band. better. Yeah, I mean, come on. What are we doing? We're not even like showing them how good we are at playing instruments. We're just showing them, hey, we can play instruments. Here, here's some noise. I'm just running my guitar pick up and down the string real quick. Yes. Man, I wanted this to be a lot better. It's undeniable the guy has a very cool voice. Yeah. Like I've always really liked him. Yeah, he's the part of the band where I'm like, all right, that's 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 unique. they work their anger into their records too like they start very melodic mm-hmm. and then they crash into their anger like again I get it is like one of my favorite songs from them and that starts very slow very melodic and then he starts like screaming about what an awful chick she is and it's amazing and they're good at being angry without making it like okay we get it dude enough your parents didn't love right. you I got it right no yeah you're right about that I saw them open up for the Foo Fighters, and that was such a good show. For sure. You know, the audience is saying this sounds like a Tool song gone wrong. And you know what? That's been a a thing that's been slung around Chevelle's neck since they came out, is that people said, oh, my God, 
did you hear the new A Perfect Circle? And it's like, no, that's actually Chevelle. Well, I mean, let's be real about, I mean, I would assume the, the artists in Chevelle are probably 10 years younger than me. And Tool fans. Right. Like, right. I would assume these guys are probably 25, 26, 27 years old, grew up loving Tool, grew up loving, you know what I right. mean? So like, yeah, of course they're going to be influenced. Yeah, by, you, um, you're going to sound like who influenced you. Yeah. yeah. And they have always had like an A Perfect Circle sound. Yeah. Is that the end of it? That was the end of the song. Oh, well, you know what? Thank God a little bit. Phantom, give me uh, give me the official vote on the new Chevelle rip. Not a turd! Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge Chevelle fan, so maybe I didn't have as high of a bar of expectation for you, but I felt like that was a pretty good song. Maybe the chorus could have been a little bit more work there, but at the end of the day, dude, I'm going to say not a turd. Wow, we're gonna we're we're gonna disagree again here. As uh, I wanted that to be a hell of a lot better than it was, I'm gonna vote turd on the new Chevelle. It's a turd. Yeah, like I would go into my boss's office and I would argue, like, dude, we need to play the clincher. Dude, we need to play. I get it. Dude, we need to play jars. And I would not argue that we needed to play rivers. Like I I could not stand on the Chevelle Hill in his office about rivers. We are done for the day. Fishhead will get you hooked up with a thousand dollars. That will happen at ten ten. Your next keyword happens. Aside from that, we're done. We'll be back. Back at it live tomorrow morning, broadcasting live on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon.